the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always on the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, we've got a, 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 a lot of t- to talk about today when we talk about savings, investments. When we talk, look what went on with Brexit. Why did the market, the stock market, fall 600 points Friday? Uh, it was it was a, a roller coaster all week. Uh, a lot of big changes happening, and uh, we're going to be discussing them. But first, our show is all about saving money and investing it, and and that's that's hence the Max Out Savings Show. Our philosophy. And our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. It it in it really it's it, it in these very uncertain worlds today, it's more important than ever to save for retirement. We're gonna see more and more cutbacks in in uh entitlements in in and so it's gonna be important to save more money and prepare for retirement. And and the the way you, a couple things it's important to do that is our our philosophy is really you save a minimum of ten percent plus the company match for retirement. Then that gets about thirteen percent, and then you want it. Uh, you, so you build that up all the time. You conservatively invest the money. Most of the research out there shows if you're saving around thirteen percent. That'll be good enough for retirement. The reason why we do it, it's called income-based savings on a percentage basis. That way, if you're making fifty thousand dollars, you're going to be saving enough for retirement. It's actually easier at fifty, believe it or not. Uh, if you can hit, if you can save that much, if you can put that ten percent away. Whereas if if you're making a half a million dollars, it's the same thing. And, and and so wealthy people actually have to save more money because many in many cases, uh, Social Security balances off some on the lower end, gives them somewhat of an advantage versus the, the, the top end. And, and so really understand this isn't just about how much money you can make. You can do it if you're not save, if you're not making a lot of money. You just have to make the effort. The second thing I like to see for people at retirement is I, I'd like to see you get your, your home paid off. It doesn't have to be paid off the day you retire, but sometime within the first couple years, you want to try to target the house being paid off. Uh, look, we have record low interest rates. Uh, the the 10-year went to, it was in 1.5% for the 10-year right now. One of the things you can do is you can refinance your house. But look, if 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 you've re- if your house if you've got a thirty year loan and you've taken out in the last two or three years uh, to take advantage of these low interest rates, 
and you're 60 years old or you're 55 years old, uh, you're not going to get your house paid off till you're uh, 80, 85 years old. It, look, the better way to do it is try to get, come up with a little more aggressive plan. Come up with a 15-year uh, loan. With these low rates, it's a little easier to do now. So take advantage of the low rates to pay off your debt. One of the things that has been so disappointing to me, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve uh, – cut interest rates to, to zero. I mean, they studied the Depression, and they were convinced they knew how to save us. They were wrong, but they first tried it in 1999 when we didn't have a recession, but they didn't understand that. And then they did it this time in 2008, and they took rates to zero. The theory being is really, oh, the economy's over-levered, over-indebted. We cut rates. People can work down. They can pay down their debt. The really sad thing about taking interest rates as low as they have is rather than paying down debt, uh, governments and corporations in particular have – and many individuals instead are levering up more debt. If you've got low interest rate debt, now's the time to pay the debt off, become debt-free because one of these days the, re- debt, the interest rates are going to go up on people in trouble. You know, people forget back in the ni- – I, I, you know, I, I, I'm having to go back here, but I want to say the late 1990s, early 2000s, somewhere in the Mexico had a crisis. I think in '98, maybe the peso crisis. Uh, when that peso crisis hit, interest rates skyrocketed in in Mexico. A lot of wealthy Mexicans lost all their property because they had debt on, and they were borrowing it cheaply. And all of a sudden, interest rates went to 10 or 15 percent. They couldn't afford it. They lost everything. And so, a couple things in a world of low interest rates, and they hit the low interest rates here recently. One and a half, one point five. Actually, Friday, it hit, hit, I think it hit a new low of one point four six percent early Friday morning. Use this to your advantage. Pay down your debt, reschedule it so you can increase. You can you can increase your debt. A lot, look, a lot of people when they refinance, like, oh wow, we can cut our payments. This is great. Why not keep the same payment and have your house paid off? So the target should be to. Uh, it, it it really should be to sit there and have your home paid off as close to retirement as possible. So something to think about. Take advantage of these low rates. Use them to your favor. Uh, uh, by the way, I have a lot of wealthy friends and clients, and I tell these people, I say, look, make darn sure you've got good quality financing. I mean, don't get the cheapest financing, and then you've got a, a balloon payment in five years because you never know what's going to change in the world today. In the world, we live in a very uncertain world today. And this, I don't care if it's retirement planning or your wealth itself. What you want to do is you want to lock down as many things that you can be certain on as possible. I give an example: you retire, you can lock down. You own a house, you lock down your uh, your taxes. Uh, that you you, you uh, once you hit sixty five, they don't go up anymore on your property taxes. That's a big deal, particularly when people are living to be eighty five, ninety, ninety five, hundred years old. That's a great deal. Lock that payment down. If your house is paid off, that means your housing costs never go up except for taxes and insurance. And once you hit 65, your taxes don't go up. So the only thing that's going up is your insurance and, and your, your utilities. You're locking down things. If you have a big loan on your house, lock it down longer term. Lock in these low rates. If you, if you own a, a, a big piece of property or something, you're, you're wealthier. Lock down these rates. Bulletproof yourself. Understand the world we live in is as volatile as it can be. Lock things down and protect yourself. It's the little things that make you the money in the end. Understand that. Now, tell you what. 
Uh, this is a live show. The Max Out Savings Show is based out of Houston, Texas. Uh, Max Out Savings Advisors is based here in Houston, Texas. Uh, uh, we're over on Post Oak and uh, not Post Oak, San Felipe and St. James. And so being a live show, uh, you can give us a call anytime at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. But remember, to take advantage of these low interest rates, Lock down down your interest rates, set it up for retirement, lock in as many as you things as you can for retirement, and make sure you have that house paid off. This is a controversial thing, by the way. We we get a lot of questions on this from the Max Out Savings Report, and the show is Ted. Really, shouldn't I? I can borrow. I can borrow it for, uh, my home at thirty years. I can pay it all uh, at at three at three percent. Why not just borrow as much money as I can and then invest it? That's not a bad idea. The problem is, we remember, for retirement, you want certainty on as many things as possible. So if you can, if you can freeze your 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 expenses, uh, you're in good. Je- hey, look, here's the number today. The research is four to five percent. The really good research is about four thirty five, four point three five percent. You can take out every year, which means. If you, if your house note is is you're paying a thousand dollars, and and it's 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 running about twelve thousand dollars a year, and that's a pretty simple small house at twelve thousand dollars. If you no longer have to make that payment, you're looking at two hundred and forty thousand dollars additional savings that you don't need for retirement. So understand it's it's a little things. Work on your retirement. Invest conservatively. Uh, you know, I hope I hope people have been listening to the Max Out Savings Show. I hope they've been getting the Max Out Savings Report. So we've been talking a lot about what's going on in the world today and helping people understand what's happening. We've been talking about 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 the dangers of currencies, how how with record low interest rates, currency was going to move, and and we really saw that this week. We saw massive moves in some currencies. Uh, at one time, the the British pound moved over t- over nine percent in one day. These are historic times in. And so that that's what we're seeing in a world of low interest rates. It, the currency is the big deal. And uh, so it's uh, that's it, just extreme volatility across many asset classes this week. And, and, and what I wanted to do is uh, look at it is take a look at some of the things. The market fell 600 points on Friday. What happened? The British exited the BRIEX program. And, and what that was was that the british had a choice to to they had put up a vote and actually it was the party in power that that thought that 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 that's a lot of people in their side really wanted to leave the euro so they said look we're going to put it to a vote cuz we think we can win it and we'll put this issue to bed instead what happened is is they had a vote on for, on thursday in britain that whether to stay in the euro or leave the european union and and the vote was uh, on Friday afternoon, I was uh, having dinner with some friends discussing what to do about the uh, what to do in the morning, and it, uh, the comments were, "It looks like they're going to stay in the union," and 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 the markets were moving all that way, and then all of a sudden, later on that night, that the, the voting shifted, and and then the the Europeans, the, the British decided voted to leave the European Union. This is an earthquake. It is a huge deal. This endangers. Basically, set a, these plans to put together the European Union are a thousand years in the making or more. And, and really, it, it's been 
probably 200 years they've been working trying to get this thing together more and more and more. And they finally had it after World War II. They, they really put in, uh, and they had the European Union. And, and then what happened is, is uh, Chancellor Merkel uh, of Germany made a, a, a catastrophic mistake by agreeing to let millions, she said a million uh, 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 refugees into into Europe, and the numbers start. The numbers are swelling well beyond a million. It's several million refugees are pouring in the country. We're having uh, radical Islamic attacks over there from these radical Islamists that are are coming in as refugees, and in wanting to change Europe. And, and 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 so people became threatened. And the second thing the Europeans did was is they, they came in and they're run by bureaucrats out of Brussels. And the bureaucrats are appointed by the president. So they didn't feel any obligation to concern themselves with the populace, with the working people in these countries. And so they issued one edict, one rule, one regulation after another. And all these countries were losing more and more of their sovereignty. And, and, and But there was no... There was no checks and balances. It wasn't like the United States of America with with the federal government and state government and checks and balances. It was it was a bunch of bureaucrats, a bunch of basically dictators lording over the populace, and they were soundly rejected. This is a massive earthquake that that has struck Europe. It is a complete shock. It is. But let me but tell you, this, understand. This is a political event. I was driving in today, and I thought it's telling them this is a political event, and it. The guy, some of the people most shook up on this whole deal are are in Washington D.C. in the in the New York media elites. They are stunned at what happened. This is a repudiation uh, of this idea of of the people that would like to limit immigration, that would like to limit government, and want responsibility in government. A bunch of crazy loonies that basically escaped from uh, the, the movie Deliverance. Uh, in, in instead, people are understanding that the working people in the middle class in Britain and the United States and around the world is fed up with being treated the way they are by these elite classes. And the people shaking the most in their boots are basically Democrats right now. Now, I tell you what, we've got a call coming in here from uh, uh, who's that? Oscar. Hey, Oscar, how you doing? Pretty good. Hey, Ted, uh, with this crisis, it's going to be ongoing for probably the next year or two. Yeah, at least that much. Do you think they're going to be they're going to be queuing their way out of this mess, both Draghi and uh, and 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 Yellen? Do you think they're going to go into the QE thing again? Uh, I mean, what are the chances of QE? Or to, because there's, there seems to be no they're boxed in, you know, without doing something of that type, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think you're going to see it out of Europe. Uh, Europe, particularly. Look, the bank. Some of the banks in Europe were down over twenty percent. That was not a good. That that's very worrisome. Okay, so what do they do? They're going to QE uh, out of their mess over there. They're going to try to. They're going to try to do helicopter money, possibly. Okay. And, and, and but but they're going to try to pour money in to try to stabilize the situation. Britain was only down three okay. percent. Uh, to give you some numbers, Japan was down uh, almost eight percent. France was down almost eight percent. Germany was down almost seven percent. So it, uh, you know, obvious. I suspect the uh, central bank of Britain was uh, the 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 Bank of England was in there trying to stabilize the stock market. You're just gonna have to let it go where it went. You think that Yellen's gonna do the same thing here? Uh, here, here's the problem Yellen's got is we're only down about four percent off the top, and so right. it's, it's real difficult to sit there and, and and come in on top of this market in. Uh, and, and, and try to do a massive program right now. I think they really want to use this as an excuse to do something right now. I think they're very much shell-shocked 
on both sides of the proverbial pond, right? Well, she she looked like she was shell shocked when she was talking. Yeah, yeah. It's the, these people. Uh, I, I mean, this is I cannot emphasize this, uh, enough. This is an earthquake, it, and it is it genuinely shocking to, to people around the world of what happened here. And uh, leave it to the Brits to stand up. I mean, they're the, the they're gutsy people. Yeah, yeah. you have to salute them. Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, so I think you're going to see more quantitative easing. I don't in Europe it could be right away slower in the United States. But it will be done here also. There's no other way out, is there? Uh no, there isn't and uh but 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 the problem is Oscar, look, right now things aren't that remember 2 weeks ago they were talking about raising interest rates, so right. it's very difficult to launch a quantitative easing program so quickly here. It, and, you think, and and that's a whole problem that why should Yellen get involved? That's that's why Britain's get away because we are now uh, our invest everything now hinges on this global thing that didn't work. So so that's the problem. The Yellen doesn't get her that we're not supposed to get involved with other people's uh, with the world problems. That there are. You yeah, know, well, the, the the problem is, is the Federal Reserve now thinks they're the global central banker. Yes. Now, yeah, here, let me, the, the other side of this is politics. Look, we're right in the middle of a presidential election. If she launches a massive quantitative easing program, kiting up the stock market, yeah. there's going to be hell to pay to from the Republican boss, right? Party. To help her boss, right? Yeah, well, and that's what I, I personally I think she I I think they've done more of that than we realize, quite frankly. <laughs> they've been in this thing for twenty, thirty years, involved in 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 in, in you know what with the two hundred eight crisis. Another, we've been involved uh, for the last ten, twenty years in other people's. Uh, you know, we, we've been the Federal Reserve for the world, to tell you the truth. Yeah, no, I think that's the problem. Hey, Oscar, I'm up here against a break. Thank you. Uh, good, good questions. I'm going to comment some more after the break. Uh, get any questions, 713-339-1070. By the way, if you haven't had a chance to go to the website, we're going to be sending out a special bulletin Monday morning on what's happening in the world in the Max Out Savings Report. Get on the free list. It's maxoutsavings.com. You can also schedule an appointment to meet with me there, too. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about a company called FN Firearms. FN Firearms is the world's most battle-proven firearms. This is a legacy of legends. Over 100 years ago, the father of modern firearms, John Browning, partnered with FN. I want you to remember this name, FN Firearms, because they changed firearms and, and the battlefield forever. Now, the majority of small arms used to defend freedom around the world are made by FN. Now, what does this mean for you? Well, the very same genius craftsmanship and attention to detail that goes into those firearms goes into FN handguns, like the FNS9. That's a polymer-framed, striker-fired 9mm pistol. It, uh, it features ambidextrous controls, a grip angle. Uh, best of all, it puts the DNA of legends in the palm of your hand. Legends. You can see the full line of FNS handguns at FNAmerica.com. FNAmerica.com. FN, the world's most battle-proven firearms. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks, when they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. 
South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Michael Medved explains to liberals the way taxes work. By drug testing those with itemized deductions over $150,000, this bill will level the playing field for drug testing people who are recipients of social programs. One of the core differences between the left and the right in this country is people on the right tend to understand that when you talk about money that people are earning, that money is their money. It doesn't belong to the government. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2, right before Larry Elder at 5 on AM 1070. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call. We are live here in Houston, Texas at 713-339-1070. Let's take a call from Jason. Hello, Jason. You had a question for us. Yeah, like um, I've been hearing like some economists saying that around 2016, 2000, maybe 20, there should be a huge recession in the U.S. But then, like I see Japan, they've been doing quantitative easing about 25 years, about 30 years. So how long do you think the U.S. can do it for you? I mean, can, can't they do the same thing and have like maybe like a steady economy? Yeah. You know, Jason, that's a good question. Look, if you look back through 5,000 years of history. And, and, the, and the fascinating thing about history is we actually have some pretty good records, even going back to ancient Greece, uh, you know, uh, on some of this stuff in, in Rome and recessions. It, recessions happen pretty much about every seven years. It, it, and in this country, that's about the time. And, it, and there's been a pretty regular pattern of recessions constantly. And so uh, I... Uh, Japan is a much more homogeneous country, and they've been able to kind of keep it going. Uh, I, I think they're going. I think they're. I, I. I don't think. I think we're going to have a recession sometime within the next year or two, and 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 more likely sooner than later. And the problem with the money printing is is you reach a point where you're you're doing what's known as pushing on a string, which is. Is actually uh, the Fed speak. I remember Charlie Evan at the uh, Chicago Fed. Uh, I listened to a talk one time. He he said, "Look, we're pushing on a string now, but the more money you push into the system, it pushes up asset prices, but it doesn't get the economy going, and then it takes more and more and more money to do it." And I think we're at that level now. Uh, Japan has printed huge amounts of money, and they've had virtually no growth, as you pointed out, for twenty years. So you yeah. s- sacrifice the growth to, in order to prevent the recession. Okay, okay, yeah, because I just figured, well, you know, because some economists say that, like, you know, in the next year or two, there's a massive recession, but then I see Japan, I was like, well, maybe not. And uh, my next question is, uh, I think, uh, unless for the new millennials, what do you think about, um, uh, I think this is where the future is going, is cryptocurrency, I think it's like the beginning of the internet. Uh, People don't quite understand it, but I think that's, inevitably going to be the future of currency. What do you think about that? Yeah, look, I, I think it is. If you look at Bitcoin, it's very popular with the blockchain type of thing. And, and the nice thing about the Bitcoin is you can't, in theory, print any more Bitcoin. And so it's, yeah, a, it's a stable currency, much like the gold system. And, 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 and this is the problem in the world today is 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 the Federal Reserve keeps printing money. Sometimes I wish we'd like to divide money into two things. We could have money that we pay working people for that they have to save and invest and spend for themselves. And then we have we can have another Federal Reserve money, which is used for investments. So they can keep kiting up every year and printing more money. Yeah, but And so 
the, the attractiveness of, of, of the, the Bitcoin is it's a constant thing. So it, it's, it, it's, it's a stable value, which is extremely valuable. The other good thing about Bitcoin is, is it's fungible. You can move it all over the world. And, uh, and, and, and this is why Bitcoin is very popular in China, because people are having trouble getting their money out of China. So they're buying Bitcoin so they can move the money out of China. Uh, and, and Bitcoin is harder to trace than money. And, and, and when the government is, is keeping track of everything out there, things like gold and Bitcoin become more valuable. By the way, not that you, anyone's trying to do anything illegal, but it's just the the the, uh, the uh, openness of, of, of and com- power of computing and, and data mining and stuff are such that people are becoming increasingly clear that every aspect of their life is being tracked. And, and Bitcoin is one of the other ways around it. But the real key to bitcoin is it's a stable it's a stable currency which is incredibly valuable oh okay well all right well thanks for taking my call okay thank you yeah, good question there from jason uh and, and and look i mean one of the things people forget is uh look this week what what happened earlier in the week was nigeria depreciated their their currency 40 percent it'd been stable for a number of years it dropped 40 percent and this is what happens and they're going to have more inflation in nigeria uh, but the problem is, is people working people that get paid on a salary, it's a huge hit for them. And this is the problem we're having in the world with these currencies where people keep printing more and more money. Right, let's take a call here from Chuck. Hello, Chuck. How you doing? Hi, Ted. Uh, fine. Thank you. I, w- I wanted to ask you what you thought the uh, outlook was for the value of the British pound. Ah, good question. Look, I think the British pound had a big drop. I think it was down about 9%. I think it works a little lower in here, but I think that the euro's the I think the euro is also going to go lower too because the euro is it's a currency based on a group of countries that's that just the the Brits weren't weren't part of the euro, but uh if if France or if Italy or if Spain or Netherlands pulls out of the euro, like or the European Union, like some people are saying, then that could endanger the euro. I think the euro goes somewhat lower. Uh, I believe the Chinese have been trying to pressure the Japanese and the and the uh, Europeans to push their currency up because they're tied to the dollar and having trouble exporting, and they don't want to depreciate the yuan. And and I think that game is over with the earthquake of Brexit now. And I think the euro goes lower. Uh, and I would be just as concerned about the euro. Do you think that forces the Chinese then to devaluate since the value of their currency tied to the dollar is appreciating over there? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Look, the, what, one of the big losers in the Brexit thing that, that people don't understand is really the Chinese. Uh, this is a huge repudiation of globalism and, and people losing their jobs, and China's been the big beneficiary of that. Uh, I, I think it there, – there really appears to have been some type of deal made earlier this year to push up the euro, the pound, and the yen – and, and take down the dollar to help out the the Chinese. And I think the Chinese were behind it. And, and, and that deal blew up before Brexit, and now it's completely in tatters. And so I think the Chinese are going to depreciate their currency. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Uh, good, good questions today, uh, Chuck, there. Uh, the... I mean, this this is really this was really a huge earthquake on so many levels. The big the the winners in this Brexit thing were the British people who stood up for their sovereignty. Uh, really, Donald Trump, massive, massive winner. This is a this was a political vote 
and the political ramifications, typically on a political vote, then it's just, well, it's political, it's Europe and in, in Britain. No, this spreads around the world. This is similar to the Arab Spring where you had dictators over there in, in the Arab countries, and you had people in those countries were fed up with being told what to do. Their standard of living was declining. They weren't getting raises. They didn't have jobs, and they revolted. And, you're, and this has now moved to developed countries. And the British people effectively revolted. People were shocked over there. Uh, you know, uh, in CNBC in the morning, a friend of mine commented it was like someone had shot their dog in the front yard. They were so upset. And, and you know, it, the the other people that are ter- were genuinely shocked is the, the Washington establishment in elites up there. They now understand that this that this populism that is sweeping the world is for real. Donald Trump is for real. He's work. He is. He's putting together. He's reconstituting the Republican Party as a party of working people, of conservatives, working people, uh, and and people that that want to put America first. This is the other massive loser. The losers are the European Union. They work for hundreds of years. They work very, very hard for 75 years to do this, and they threw it away over immigration and excess, excess rulemaking. The, the, they're big losers. The Chinese are big losers. The establishment in are big losers. The Democratic Party is a massive loser on this. The Democratic Party, what happened is, is for Brexit, understand is, is the 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 labor party people abandoned the labor party which is more liberal party and went over and voted for this issue uh to to support to leave it and that's what's happening with Trump is people are abandoning the democratic party the middle class and the working people which was once the core of the democratic party they're now going to abandon them and they're moving to Trump Trump Donald Trump is a huge winner on this deal. Uh it, it's it it really he caught this trend. He understood this trend. Look the re- with the exception of Ted Cruz, most of the other presidential candidates didn't really get this. You can maybe say Bernie Sanders. They really didn't understand how upset working people, how con- upset conservatives are, and how people wanted cha- genuine change in Washington, D.C. And so the the, the, vo- the, the choice is going to come down is are we going to do socialism? Are we going to do move back to a free market, free enterprise, America first, working people's party for for the, for the Republican party. And so Donald Trump is reconstituting that and putting together a new coalition. The the people on the out the big loser on this is globalism. This is a massive repudiation of globalism that has shipped jobs all over the world away from these developed countries. The 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 middle class and the working people aren't getting jobs. They're losing jobs. They're not getting raises in the United States. Working people with a college degree and with just high school education, haven't had a raise since 1999. Working people with a college education haven't had a real, uh, real uh, increase, wage increase since since the 2008 crisis. And and so these people are upset. They're tired of losing jobs. And and so. Globalism has has shipped massive amounts of jobs overseas. Take a look at our trade deficits since they put in NAFTA and these other things. We put it, uh, we put a, a, a chart showing this in our max out savings report. Massive job loss. Uh, it, but we put the chart in of the current account deficit, which has exploded. Sometimes getting close to tra- eight hundred 
billion dollars a year. Reasons be four, five hundred billion dollars a year every year for ten, fifteen years. It, we have shipped our jobs and our money overseas, and so this globalism. It needs to be built on fair trade, not free trade, because people are taking advantage of free trade. Look at China. China is forcing all our computer companies and our chip companies to sell out to them because they don't want to have American technology products in their country. Well, that's fine. They have every right to do that. But why are we allowing Chinese products into this country? They're not. It's this is not a level playing field. We must insist upon a level playing field. So this is a rollback. This is an earthquake for globalism. Donald Trump said it. People forget earlier in the week, he made the comment that, look, this is about putting the American worker first. This is about putting the American first ahead of globalism. And then what happened two or three days later, the Brits, the Brits left the euro, an earthquake. This is a huge deal, and it's going to take a while to work through. I want you to understand that. This is the, this is the biggest earthquake to hit Europe probably since World War Two. That's the and, and and these people are genuinely shocked over there. And, and so uh we the markets aren't aren't done processing this. They they made it really seem like like the deal was, was gonna be rejected. They did everything they could and uh and so a lot of the big hedge funds and a lot of big institutions were not well hedged, they were not properly positioned, and we saw this massive shift, and this is why we saw huge drops in in markets around the world. This is very similar to Lehman Brothers. Very similar. Uh now we're going after the break I'm going to discuss why it really isn't and understand that. It, it it's kind of interesting. I did some work on that uh today and last night. Uh but uh so we're going to talk about that. But a couple things. We're going to be writing about this in our Max Out Savings Report. It's going to be going out Monday uh if you're not on the list, this is a free report. We've got thousands of people on the Max Out Savings Report list. We talk about savings. We talk about investing. Uh, it's all in the report. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for it. Uh, you can also sign up for a meeting with me. I'll be happy to sit down with you and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. We've been really busy lately, but you know, uh, uh, just give us a call or just go to the website, and we'll, we'll get you in. But uh, so it's maxoutsavings.com. Now, I'll tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break. If you got a question or comment, you can still get in 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We'll be right back after this quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. When modern medicine embraces the power of the Lord, wondrous things can happen. At Apostle Home Healthcare, our faith-based approach to in-home care welcomes the Lord into the work our nurses and therapists perform for seniors recovering from surgery or illness. Apostle's services are covered 100% by Medicare. And the Lord's grace is always freely given. Visit ApostleHomeHealthCare.com to find out more. Apostle Home Healthcare, where prayer and Medicare make all things possible. 
I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, gun control advocates are making a lot of noise on Capitol Hill. We'll get a response. Since 1950, with just three exceptions, every single one of the mass public shootings in the United States have taken place where general citizens aren't allowed to be able to have guns for protection. Join us for our program and visit our new website at townhallreview.com. If you missed the big stories this week, you can catch up with Town Hall Review, Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070, The End. Sir. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, if you got a question or comment, this is a live show here in Houston, Texas, one of Houston's top financial shows. We've been on for over 10 years now, and uh, 713-339-1070. If you're not on the list of the thousands of people on the Max Out Saving Report, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free report. Again, it is free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. Uh, we've written this port for years. Hey, the first one, interesting, the first one was written in two, 2001. And it was, I wrote, I started writing the port after I saw that Ben Bernanke did his famous helicopter speech. And I, I wrote about a 20 year bull market. I think it'll be about 20 years too. And, and that was the first one ever written. And, and, and we, we cover a lot of things, a lot of save, how, common 401k mistakes, how to handle sudden wealth, a lot of really good stuff in the reports. Uh, the had some quite, look, it, it was not a good, not good day in the market Friday. I mean, there's just no other way around it. I, looking at some numbers here, uh, the, 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 uh, the Dow was down 600 points. Uh, it, it, by the way, that was a big win. If you're in Japan, you're down 7.9% in the Nikkei. If you're in Germany, you're down 6.8%. In, if, in France, you lost 8% on, in the CAC. Uh, the uh, UK did better at 3.1%. That's kind of suspicious. Uh, uh, the S&P was down 3.4%. This isn't year to day. This this is yesterday. Yeah, and, and so... A big earthquake, completely unexpected. The the Brexit, which the Brexit, when you hear Brexit, that simply means that the English people had a vote whether to stay in the European Union or not, and they decided to leave. And uh, since then, the the uh, Prime Minister of England, Cameron, has resigned. Uh, Barack Obama tried to he threatened the British people, and I've actually, you know, I, I they think that was a big mistake because the British people don't like being threatened. In the end, and he said that we stick them at the bottom of the queue. Uh, uh, you know, he'll be gone shortly and, and Trump will move him right to the top of the queue. But it, it, they didn't like that. And, and uh, they're tired of being – they, really, it came down to immigration and not having jobs. And, and basically, people felt like the European Union, which is a group of bureaucrats that are unelected in Brussels, were really lording over the people and they were fed up with it. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like Marie Antoinette and, uh, you know, let them eat cake. It's almost the same thing. I mean, this has been going on for thousands of years. And and you would think some people would understand that if you're in a position of power, you have to concern yourself with the people and letting in several million uh, immigrants into into your into your country is, is never a good thing because people lose jobs and, and they don't get raises. And, and that's what we're seeing with uh, we're talking earlier. The big winners on this thing, big winners are the British people. The big winners are uh, conservatism. The big winners are free market systems. And the big winners are that people want to be free. The big winner, Donald Trump, massive. I have been talking about the show. The people in Washington, D.C. and the elite New York media 
are stunned by this. They cannot believe what's happened. They now really understand that Donald Trump is for real and has a massive base in the United States. That's something they did not understand. They wanted everyone to think that the Donald Trump people were a bunch of a bunch of hillbillies out of uh, you know out of the backwoods that somehow snuck into the voting booth, and, and it's just simply not the case. And this is a uh, this is a uh, a real earthquake for many people in the world. This is a a mass. This is the biggest repudiation of globalism since World War II. Uh, glo- globalism, the, the, the Davos crowd and all that other stuff, this is a massive repudiation against. And by the way, this is why you see why you see some of these establishment Republicans that are turning against Trump. Like uh, They tend to be the globalists, they t- like Brent Scowcroft and people like that, that really, th- th- they see their globalism dream as threatened. In, in, but, but the idea of putting the, the, the American people first, really putting your citizens to make sure they're protected, that shouldn't be a, a that shouldn't be a point for dispute, really. I mean, everyone should really agree to that. But the amazing thing is, they don't. It, it, they 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 always thought if they would just help out the 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 the, the, the American companies, well, the American companies were just shipping jobs overseas. This is not good for earnings because the dollar is now the dollar is now rising. It's risen this week substantially. It rose Friday substantially, and and this means that. For over 40% of the earnings for the S&P 500 come from overseas. Now those earnings are somewhat threatened, and this is why it's going to change things. Now, look, a lot of what we we saw currency moves we haven't seen since 19, since 2008. We saw stock market moves we haven't seen since 2008. This is a, was a very, very substantial move in many parts. Uh, they talk. There's a number of, of 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 different things that move in line close to when Lehman Brothers failed. And so what I did is I you, you uh, remember remember in 2008. By the way, in 2007 we warned you on this show that Lehman Brothers was going to fail. In 2007, uh, in October I believe, and 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 people thought we were crazy at the time. But we point we we let we said that their balance sheets was going to deconstruct on them. We laid out their balance sheets and the max out savings support, and it's exactly what happened. No, almost nobody did what we did. Uh, but looking at it right now, so is this a Lehman moment? Here's the problem we're running into. What's going to happen with the stock market going forward? Now, when Lehman when Bear Stearns failed. Uh, the DAX was down 21% year to date that when it failed, when, when, when the, uh, bear with me, when Lehman Brothers failed, uh, the DAX was down about, uh, it was down about 50% off the top from the beginning of the year. The market went down 50%. Brexit happened in, in the, in the German market. We're talking about the DAX, the German market's off 11%. Here's the problem for the United, for us. When 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 Bear Stearns failed in in, in March sixteenth of two thousand and eight, the, the the market dropped about sixteen percent from the beginning of the year, and then when Lehman Brothers failed, people go, oh no, this is really bad. The market was down forty nine percent, the S and P five hundred. When Lehman Brothers failed on September fifteenth two thousand eight, the reason I'm bringing this up to you is, you know what our the S and P five hundred is right now? It's down. 0.32% year to date. So 
0.32%. So we had moves in other parts of the world uh, analogous to Lehman Brothers, and our market barely moved. And even then, it's only off 3.9% from the top here uh, a number of months back, 3.9% off what's close to an all-time high. This is the problem. that It's going to make it very difficult for the Federal Reserve to come in with a big, massive quantitative easing program because the stock market, the S, aren't down that much. It, 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 and so the, even even if you look at the DAX is only down about 15%. I think these markets over the next couple of weeks are going to fall more. I think this really – look, Wall Street was convinced Hillary Clinton was going to waltz into the White House. I don't know where the hell they get that, but they thought that. This is a shock to them. This this makes Donald Trump the major player in this whole thing right now. This makes him the most powerful person in the United States right now, and they're going to have to change up. But people aren't real sure, so it's going to be a battle between Hillary and Trump. Well, no one knows what's going to happen. This is further uncertainty out there. They don't really know what's happening with the Brexit. More uncertainty. You're going to see very volatile things. We have had Extreme volatility in the bond markets. Gold, gold was up $60 yesterday. Extreme volatility in the uh, in the currency markets. We had some of the biggest moves since 2008 in currencies over the last couple of days. The United States stock market is down a third of 1%. Not one-third, a third of 1%. It's barely moved. It's been eerily stable in here. And, and I, you really have to be a little careful here now. I think there's real problems out there. And I think you really have to sit there and have your guard up in, in, in this market. Now, if you have any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. So I, I don't, we don't believe this thing is over. We are positioned for our clients. We're positioned very defensively right now. Uh, some of the better at performing asset classes uh, I was looking through some of them. Gold is up about 24%. Silver's up 28%. The yen is up 16%. Uh, it's year, year to date. So some asset classes are doing well. I, w- I was reading a story uh, this week on the Perth Mint, which is owned by the uh, Western uh, Australian state. They, they they came up with a new kangaroo silver coin, and they put a little kangaroo on it. And, and they were expecting to sell about five million this year, and maybe seven and a half million next year. These coins, they're going to sell ten million. They're selling twice as much of these silver coins as possible. There's massive demand for coins out there, for silver and gold coins. Uh, silver and gold were up yesterday. Uh, our philosophy, I get a lot of questions on that. If you're going to buy physical gold or silver, I, I, you want to buy a, a coin like a Cougaran or this Perth Kangaroo or uh, American Eagle. You want to buy something that you don't want to buy it for a pneumatic value because if you buy it for that, you're buying it because it's a very rare coin in such fine condition. But in times of crisis, the the, the those pers- the the, the uh, you know what I'm trying to say. The difference between the value of the gold or silver and the numistic numastic value of the coin uh, is is really is is it, it tends to shrink, and so it, you really want to own gold and silver for the gold and silver value. Something to think about there. Uh, that the uh, treasury bonds have been big winners uh, this week. Uh, a big move in treasuries. We've been talking about the TLT and a number of things that we we've had some of those for our clients, and, and they and they've done very well. Uh, right now, they're pretty richly priced. But, but the to give you an example, the ten-year Treasury went from one point seven 
about 1.75, 1.76 to to 1.57. It went as low as 1.46 in one day. Huge moves there. Again, very volatile markets. Uh, the concern I have right now is the market is at all-time highs. Look, a lot of times, you, this is what you run into. People go, oh, well, what, you know, what do you think? Well, you know, Brexit, things are really bad out there. What do you do? And oftentimes the answer is, look, you know, the cow has sort of escaped the barn. You know, now's not the time to sh- shut the barn door. The market's down 30%. Or like when this is a Lehman Brothers moment, the the market is down. Should we should we sell here? Lehman Brothers just failed. And the answer is sort of, well, you know, uh, the market's down 49% already. You probably should have sold a year ago or six months ago. The problem right now when people ask me that question is, it's like, well, the S&P 500 is almost even for the year and we've got this complete shock to the market you know maybe you know i don't believe this stuff is priced into the s&p 500 i don't think the volatility and the changes happening is 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 is, uh priced into these markets so this is something that we really want to watch closely and, and sort of understand uh what's happening in the world but but really to kind of reiterate what we talked about earlier in the show we've been talking a lot about the the brexit this week and and really what happened this was a complete shock that that this happened uh to 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 england and in the the fact that they decided to leave the european union i mean they're completely shocked and this is a big story and and it's going to take time to work through let's take a call from uh chuck uh, Ted, um, hey, Chuck. thanks for taking my call again. Uh, why do people see the Japanese yen as a safe haven? I mean, there's nothing commendable about the way the Japanese run their economy. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 you know, they said they were. I tell you what, I think there's something else going on there. I, 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 I a couple things. I think that the really big money they have uh, the euro. They had the, the pound, they had the, the uh, dollar, and they had the yen. And so two of those things are really in question. So they're like, well, let's buy dollars and then let's put some in yen. I, I, I think the yen could really be in trouble. I be, they, they did negative interest rates in in, uh, uh, in in Japan earlier this year with Kuroda, and they were shocked that the that the yen went, went up. And I think this has got to do with this deal with China, where China is fed up with the Japanese cutting their currency, and the China is really in a really bad place economically and really needs to cut their currency, but they're trying desperately to hold a peg to the dollar. And so there's also some push-up there to try to push up the yen. But but the answer to your question is there's four major currencies in the world, and two of them, people don't know what the heck is going on all of a sudden. So the other two are the, the two better houses in a block that's in, on fire. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Good question, Chuck. Uh, uh, yeah, because the yen has been the yen has been strong, it, and I think part of that is the yen and the euro. Really, I, I don't think people really understand. We believe there was some type of deal put in place with the currencies uh, to try to push those currencies up, push the dollar down, which was working up until this crisis just happened. In it, and 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 again. The big loser on this whole deal is really China for the Brexit. China, uh, this is a huge repudiation of globalism. And understand 
this globalism has been put in place since World War II. The, the, you know, people make, you know, you hear these conspiracy theorists about the Bilderbergs and the Trilateral Commission and the Davos and one thing after another, like they're ruling. The, they're really not, but really their plan, their, their idea was, hey, let's build a, like a European Union. We'll be like the United States and, and, you know, look how powerful they are. We can do the same thing over here. It's, it was, it's not really a plot. It's like, hey, this is really the best thing to do. And the, the mistake they made was they suddenly it went to their head. And, you know, you had the Germans letting all these immigrants in. And like they literally there's thousands of immigrants every single day pouring in from all over the world and into their their overwhelming these countries. And, and rather than saying, look, we're going to put NATO on the southern flanks and we're going to be patrolling up and down. Anyone we catch is going to be shipped back to their country within 24 hours. They've been letting them in. And, and it's been a huge mistake. And so you had this earthquake of Brexit strike. The, we're, see, we're witnessing a huge repudiation of globalism, the, the biggest event since World War II. And there's going to be ramifications. Now's when you want to be cautious. A couple things. We're coming up and in the show. If you'd like to sit down and meet with me, so we'll show you some of the ways that we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets, which is our main business. You have an IRA rollover uh, you need help with. Uh, let us know. That's, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. Just go to the website maxoutsavings.com and you can sign up for an appointment or call us up, talk to Stacy, and uh, she'll set up an appointment with me and we'll, we'll, we'll get you going. And if you're not on the Max Out Savings report list, uh, this is a free report. We talk about everything from why we, we pointed out in 07 that the investment banks were going to fail. We've come up with reports, common 401k mistakes, how to handle sudden wealth, how to save money, how to build up wealth. It's all in the Max Out Savings Report. A lot of simple, good ideas to help you out. You know, join the team. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. The report is free, and we're, we're happy to help you. I'd like to meet you, so go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. Remember our motto and our philosophy. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.